Hey guys, welcome back to the Tipsy Ghosts. We're your tipsy hosts, Sarah, Sarah, and Lindsay. Hey guys. Hi. Hey. <laughs> I looked at you because you said you had something to tell us. I did too. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. I've got you two forgot. things, actually. Okay. <laughs> no, I've got two things, and I just don't know which one to start with. I'm going to start with this story first. So okay. we all know I'm afraid of bats. Yes. That's why I sent you uh, the text about the guy who died from the bat injury. So Lindsay sent me a story, <laughs> and it turns out that this is true, yes. and it's horrifying. I don't send fake news. Well, it was a screenshot of something random, Sorry. so I wasn't sure, but I looked it up, and it is true. <laughs> and basically, for our listeners, this just validates my fear. And I feel like you guys need to understand better about why I'm terrified because this can actually happen to you. Mm-hmm. But an 80 year old man went to sleep, woke up with a bat on his neck. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now he did refuse the rabies treatment. Yes, he did. Which is unfortunate because that bat did have rabies. And he did. And he did die. Yes. Of rabies. For the first time since the 70s. They did say, yeah, it's been a long time since something like that has happened. I'm just saying. Just saying. Maybe it's more prevalent than we think. It's probably, I don't know, he's probably, I mean, he's 80. He probably was thinking like, How did the bat what, get are, the, house? what are the odds? The odds are not in your favor, friend. No. Maybe he thought it was like a new age spot, like a new mole. He woke up with a bat on God. him. <laughs> well, that's a big mole. It escalated Ugh, quickly. God, that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Um, You're welcome for that story. Winston reminded me when we were at Belvoir a while back that bath, bath, bats have razor teeth, razor sharp teeth. Oh my God, that sentence was hard. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I've never really looked at yeah, that. Yeah, because I was panicked that I had rabies and she said. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> because you wouldn't even feel it if they bit you because their teeth are razor sharp. And I'm like, well, I would bleed. And she was like, maybe not. And I'm like. I hate you because you're, you're so feeding you, into my fear. Now she's going to think she's bitten when she's not really Listen, bitten. I already did think that, and I'm waiting. <laughs> Rabies can stay dormant in your system, so I'm pretty sure it's in my system. <laughs> You've looked it up. Hell yes, I did. <laughs> I absolutely did. I was you're right, though, but I'm curious can. if, like, so sometimes we share drinks, so have you just oh. passed it on to us? Or if we well, pass it on to you. If I die, you die. All of you. We're all going down all together. Rabies. That's why we need to have. <laughs> that's why we need to have a, a rabies a run for rabies. Yes, like I hear that. You need to raise money for that. <laughs> okay, the second thing I wanted to tell yes. you is: Have you guys watched Midnight Mass? Yet? <gasps> I want to talk about this. I'm on episode five. Yay! Okay, I'm only on episode three. <clears throat> we just started it last. Night. I thought of you immediately, and I I can't wait Imme- to get your reaction. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I thought of her because of the Stephen King references. Oh, I didn't even catch those, but mm-hmm. I'm not like a huge Stephen King fan. I mean, I like his stuff, but like, obviously I don't read his books. So let's mm-hmm. circle back. Okay. Yes. We just started watching it last night. It's been on our queue to watch, but now that I'm working oh. four nights a week and I'm gone the other fifth night, it's hard to find Yeah. I started watching it last night and I'm on episode five. Oh. That's oh, when I it starts getting good. fell it's asleep like during the second episode because I was just so dead. Well, I'm not going to lie. I think the like episodes one through four are, are pretty good. Mm-hmm. But five is, oh my gosh, next level. So I can't wait to hear. I'll keep you updated. Yeah, because I mean, I, I never read the Bible. I don't know. That's shocking. I know. Yeah. Let's just circle back. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah we're going to have to talk about it when, when everybody's done. I, I'm just going to say, I think I might be traumatized from the end of this. It took a, a sharp turn. 
Well, it's by the same people who did The Haunting of Hill House, I know, which, which I, I love. I actually didn't even know that this was going to come out. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, I came across, I'm sure I came across a TikTok or something that oh, was like. Watching it. I'm so excited. Okay, yeah, really good. Okay, well, we'll have to come back yes. to it when we're all finished. That was, Those were the two things I wanted to ask That's you about. That's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, was if well, you guys had heard of it, so. Turns out I have. You have, both of you. I have watched it all. And I am proud of Poison <laughs> for watching it. Oh, thank you. It's funny because I watched it because somebody else told me to watch it. That oh, feels rude. Whoa, who was it? Why do you listen to them and not us? Um, It was my director. <gasps> no, why do you listen to him and not us? Well... He did a really good job of like pepping it up and be like, "You have to watch this." Do you know? Do we do a bad job of pepping mm. up things? <laughs> and we say you have to watch this, and you say, "Don't tell me what to do." That's exactly right. <laughs> but um, just by definition, he can tell me what to do. Yes, when not it comes to your job, <laughs> <laughs> not when it comes to TV recommendations. I doubt he said. Listen, you have to watch the show and report back to me. It's part of your he job. Actually, he didn't say it's part of your job, but he said report back. Yeah, and <laughs> oh, and she took it literally. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, next time I want you to watch something, I'm going to go to him and say, can you tell Boydston please to watch this? She listens to you. No way, I'm petty and I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would be. Sorry about that. He knew I would be. Yeah. Literally, when did he recommend this to you? The day before I watched it. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> we had to wait for spooky season to get you Jesus to watch five of our H. movies. <laughs> <laughs> I only give you two. Okay, two movies out of the entire year. At my deepest <clears throat> core. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, what are we going to talk about tonight? Roswell. <laughs> my brain froze and I was trying to think, like, how can I sing this and say this at the same time? And nope, I froze. Uh, what's the theme song to um, X-Files? Do, 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 do. Roswell. Do, 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 do. Roswell incident. That was do, much do, better do, than what do, I had planned. Do. There we go. I loved it. Beautiful. <laughs> Just edit out that first singing. <laughs> well, All right. No. <laughs> Excuse you. We are going to talk about Roswell. We are. And we'll just lead in with this sentence from dear old Wikipedia. Oh, I love Wikipedia. I, love Wikipedia. <laughs> I do too. Jinx. <laughs> I dedicate I this story behind. to Wikipedia. Okay. Um, the the Roswell incident has been described as, quote, the world's most famous, most exhaustively investigated, and most thoroughly debunked UFO claim, end quote. Yeah. But I will be the judge of that. <laughs> that was your own insertion? I said end quote, so yes. I ended the quotes. <laughs> Did you insert that into the text? Yeah. The hairy text, yeah. <laughs> I hate you, though. She likes insertion, but not hairy. <laughs> okay. Line. That crossed the line. That crossed the line. Mm-hmm. Too descriptive. All right. I liked it. I thought it was funny. All bodies are beautiful, Lindsay. Hairy or not. <laughs> this turned into a me thing. Lindsay, stop being judgmental. <laughs> hairy alien bodies should be loved. Hairy alien bodies. Speaking okay. of aliens... Yeah, so here's the timeline. (laughs) P.S. I don't think that they're hairy. Did you like that segue? Yeah. I mean, they might be. If they are, we love them. (laughs) The same. That's true. That's true. That's very true. So here's the timeline of kind of what sparked this whole incident. So in June on the 26th, 
1947, a private pilot named Kenneth Arnold claimed he saw a string of nine shiny, unidentified flying objects flying past Mount Rainier at high speeds. So this was the first reported UFO sighting in the United States since World War II, and it got worldwide media attention. So this was said to have sparked several other copycat UFO sightings over the next few weeks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was June. Early in July, a ranch foreman named Mac noticed clusters of debris on the Foster Ranch just 30 miles outside of Roswell. July 6th, the discovery was reported to Sheriff George Wilcox in Roswell. And when Mac was telling the sheriff, he, whis- he quote, whispered kind of confidential-like <laughs> that he might have found a flying disc. Sheriff Wilcox escalated the issue to the appropriate parties, a.k.a. the military. And on July 7th, the Roswell Army Air Force inspected the debris and even transported at least some of it back to Roswell. July 8th, Roswell Army Airfield issued a press release stating that they had recovered a, quote, flying disc, uh, which had landed on a ranch near Roswell. And, of course, the news outlets just ate it up. Um, But a day later, on July 9th, orders came to fly the object out to Fort Worth Army Air Force Base. And this is where the story changed. There, it was then confirmed, and we use that loosely, that the object was in fact a weather balloon with a radar reflector. And this finding was communicated to the FBI. A press conference followed, and it featured debris such as foil, rubber, and wood said to be from the crashed object, matching the description of this weather balloon. So here's the description from the Roswell Daily Record. The balloon must have been 12 feet long, The rubber was smoky gray in color and scattered over an area of about 200 yards in diameter. When the debris was gathered up, the tinfoil, paper, tape, and sticks made a bundle about three feet long and maybe seven or eight inches thick, while the rubber made a bundle about 18 or 20 inches long and about eight inches thick. So in all, he estimated the entire lot would have weighed maybe five pounds. There was no sign of any metal in the area, which might have been used for an engine, and no sign of any propellers of any kind, although at least one paper fin had been glued onto some tinfoil. There were no words to be found anywhere on the instrument, although there were letters on some of the parts. Considerable scotch tape and some tape with flowers printed upon it had been used in the construction. No strings or wires were to be found, but there were some eyelets in the paper to indicate some sort of attachment may have been used. And basically, this description worked. The press conference worked. Historian Robert Goldberg wrote later that the intended effect was achieved. The story died the next day. I was trying to look at your mouth, but I see you've covered your face up with your papers. <clears throat> now that I know you're watching, I get uncomfortable. I like <laughs> Don't look at her mouth. Look at her eyes. I can't. We've had this discussion. So I know. Ben was, told me that was weird. That, that I was, do that. I, it is weird. I, I can't help it. I'm deaf. That was basically the, the timeline of okay. what happened yeah, it's in kind it's of a short time frame. To, yeah, not crossover into yeah. other areas. Yeah, but of course, it. you know, at that time of, in history, that sparked a whole lot of things. For whole sure. lots of things. 
All right, Lens. Me? Okay. Let's hear it. So I'm going to pick up after 1947. Obviously, this was reported in 1947 when this all went down, but most people forgot about Roswell pretty quickly, and it kind of faded away for the next 30-some years. Hashtag life before the internet, because... <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it would have lasted forever. You know what they needed? Um, the Pony Express. <laughs> you needed sound. Sound. Where are you, Sal? I knew there was a way to incorporate sound back in <laughs> sound here. Sound is always going to be around. You could have traveled the message back to D.C. <laughs> All right. So the 1970s is when this starts picking up steam again. So that's where I'm going to pick up. So interest resumed and Roswell starts getting featured in films, TV shows, and books. Around this time, conspiracy theories about the incident also started, which resulted in lots of fake stories, hoaxes, and stories about alien bodies being found in addition to the debris. Listen, those are real. <laughs> 1995, and I'm going to have lots of dates that are kind of all over the place because it's just kind of categorized all over. But 1995, there was footage of an alien autopsy that was revealed. We'll talk about that in a second. (laughs) So that's where the alien bodies came from. All right. February 1978, UFO researcher Stanton Friedman and FYI, I'm going to throw in lots of names. You guys do not have to remember all these names. I'm going to reiterate most of those names, so it's okay. Yeah, okay. In my evidence Even I was like, who is this person again? Yeah. (laughs) All right. So UFO researcher Stanton Friedman, he interviewed Jesse Marcel. So Jesse was the only one known to have accompanied the Roswell debris from where it was recovered back to Fort Worth, like Boydson said, where a reporter saw material that was claimed to be part of the object. So he interviews him. November 1979 is when Marcel's first interview was featured in a documentary, quote, UFOs are real, which was co-written by Friedman. February 28th, 1980, the National Enquirer, America's favorite magazine. I mean, obviously. (laughs) Brought large scale attention to their stories. So obviously the National Enquirer is not the most reliable news source. That is slander <laughs> but they brought a lot of attention to it it is the reddit of <laughs> it is the reddit of magazines put whatever you want out there you just put whatever you want we'll you don't like, have to fact check it that is amazing and true <laughs> i'm like but you know what their headlines do still grab my attention i They're know like, every time lines. i'm like what they're still there like my kids saw one the other day and oh like, is still alive is that and true? he had I'm a like, big no. butt baby <laughs> But you know, I can't dispute it, so. Right. I can't say it's heaven. Yeah. So September 20th, 1980, a few months later, the TV show, quote, In Search Of, dot, 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 oh. <laughs> aired an interview mm-hmm. and Marcel was quoted as saying, quote, they wanted some comments for me, but I wasn't at liberty to do that. So all I could do is keep my mouth shut. And General Ramy is the one who discussed, told the newspapers. I mean, the newsman what it was, and to forget about it. It is nothing more than a weather observation balloon. Of course, we both know differently. End quote. Marcel also gave another interview to HBO's America Undercover, which aired in August of 1985, and he continued to deny the presence of any alien bodies. Several UFO researchers interviewed hundreds of people who claimed to have a connection with the events of Roswell, and it was concluded that an alien spacecraft crashed... Say that five times fast, y'all. Without alcohol. Doing a great job. Alien spacecraft ca- crashed. Spacecraft <laughs> crashed. Spacecraft crashed. <laughs> and a government cover-up had taken place. What? That never happens. <laughs> the government never lies to you. No. They tell us everything. <laughs> in October 1980, Marcel's story was featured in the book The Roswell Incident, which was authored by Charles Berlitz and William Moore. They'd also written books about the Bermuda Triangle. 
feel like I said that word weird. You did. You said Bermuda. <laughs> they had also written books about the Bermuda Triangle. There she is. And the it's Philadelphia <laughs> Experiment. It's about mermaids. Bermuda. Bermuda. <laughs> Where the mermaids are from. Do you guys know what the Philadelphia Experiment is? Yeah, there's a movie about that. Is there? Yeah. What's the movie? Well, it's called the I think Philadelphia called, Experiment. I think it is. Okay. Yeah. I've never heard of the movie. That's why I knew that. So it is a uh, military experiment that was carried out by the Navy at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard in October 1943. That's literally all I looked into it. So maybe that will be a story for us. So we're going to get to some of these conspiracies and all of the, like we said, hoaxes were flying around and it was hard to tell what was true and what really happened. So Marcel, he reported debris at Roswell as, quote, nothing made on this earth, end quote. Other accounts mention that the material had super strength that was not associated with a weather balloon, typically. So the book reported that the debris seen in pictures was substituted for debris from a weather device as part of a cover-up. And it also claims that the debris recovered from the ranch was not allowed to be inspected up close by the press. Which this is true. They did not allow press or anybody really to inspect it too closely who is not government officials <laughs> you can't see you can't see. just stay back way over there you can just stand there and look and do not touch <laughs> you have to be at least 100 feet away do not touch the weather balloon <laughs> i don't know where my accent is coming st- from <laughs> there are stipulations to this footage this is my government accent <laughs> oh okay we've developed a new accent it's very official it is official i like it all right Reports of witness intimidation began circulating. The authors for this book interviewed over 90 people and witnesses, and of those 90, only seven actually saw the debris, and five were actually allowed to touch it. It's not very many people. I would have been one of the ones to touch it. (laughs) You're like, but but can I touch it? (laughs) I have to touch everything. (laughs) Well, you wouldn't be allowed. There are stipulations to the weather balloon. I would have to do it. But you also wouldn't be, if they're telling you not to do something, you're such a rule follower. That's true. How does that work? No, I'd like get really close up to the ropes (laughs) and then whenever they didn't look, I'd be like, So she's a rule follower, but... Only whenever people are looking. Yeah. Only when other people are looking. I get it. I get it. So the first time that it was mentioned that there were alien bodies was in this book. All right. So 1991, Kevin Randall and Donald Schmidt, new people I'm introducing... They published UFO Crash at Roswell. Randall and Schmidt reported that General Arthur Exxon had been directly aware of debris and bodies, but he disputed this, saying that his comments had been based exclusively on secondhand rumors. The book did serve as the basis for the 1994 film Roswell. So clever. Have not seen. But that name. <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I wonder right. what it's about. <laughs> I bet it's about Roswell. <laughs> oh also in 1991, retired USAF, which U.S. Air Force, but I just think the acronym's funny. USAF. I am USAF. That's what I was thinking of. Um, <laughs> I didn't catch it, but yes. I was like, I'm I don't AF. think it's that funny, but yeah, no, I get it. United States I get it, AF. I get it, I get it. Okay, okay. I'm going to use that because I think I say it. I'm probably going to butcher this. You're going to do great. Brigadier General Thomas Dubow. Is Brigadier like a, I'm assuming it's like kind of a title. Listen, you're asking the wrong people. (laughs) So he. Sounds great. Posed in the debris pictures that are on the internet. Are you looking up what a Brigadier is? Yes. How do you spell that? B-R-I-G-A-D-I-E-R. A Brigadier is a rank of officer in the British Army. 
above colonel and below major general. Okay. So, so he's a brigadier general. Mm-hmm. So Okay. Um, but then uh, the example given is from the United States military. So well, yeah, he's USAF. USAF. Yeah. <laughs> but it says a rank of officer in the British Army. I don't know. I have lots we, of we probably stole their. We stuff. got everything I mean, from England. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so. yeah. It makes sense. We just took it. From it only makes sense. <laughs> Listen, when we got our independence, we we're like, but we're gonna keep some yeah. things. <laughs> we got our independence from England. Right. We, we got, got everything. We, we declare independence, <laughs> but we're gonna steal half your shit. We're it's gonna fine. steal some things, yeah. but we're also gonna change some things. Like yeah. biscuits, they're not gonna be like cookies. They're gonna be like biscuits. <laughs> Buggies and buggies, we're gonna keep that. Buggies don't exist. Our tea's gonna be cold. It's not gonna be hot. We we don't want any queens. <laughs> we're gonna drive on the other side of the road. We're different. <laughs> we're different than other girls. <laughs> we're gonna do a new system. It's called the English system versus the metric system. Our money's it's called the imperial system. <laughs> Is oh it my really? gosh! You I've never heard that. that. You've never heard it. Okay. I have heard it, but I would not have been no. able to call it out. Okay, so back to where we were. Brigadier General Thomas Dubois <laughs> from Dubois. Dubois? That's probably know. right. Yep. Is it D U B O I S? D U B O S E. So I'll say Dubois. That's probably. I was thinking O I S. Dubois. Both? Yeah, but I I mean I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna say Tom. Two letters. Are they both silent? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how are they both silent? I don't even know <laughs> what like nationality pick... this name is, let alone. <laughs> you can only pick one to be silent. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's Boydson's rule. <laughs> pick one letter to be silent. <laughs> you only get one. I can think of I'm trying to think of like a word that has more than one. Just go on with your story. Okay. Anyways, he's the one who posed with the debris uh Pictures, bleh. the pictures that were released in 1947 with someone posing with the debris. Got it. This is General Tom. All right. So he public acknowledged. <laughs> he public. Can I get through the <laughs> sentence? <laughs> Go on. Say another word. He. Do it. Publicly acknowledged. Yeah, he did. Yeah, love it. <laughs> in 1991. Oh, that's that a good year. That the weather balloon cover oh, story. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> So he publicly acknowledged, yes, okay. this was a weather balloon. Why didn't you just say that, Lindsay? <laughs> I hate you both so much. We went on such a long tangent there. Thanks for the thumbs up. I'm doing great. You're doing great. All right, we're going to get to one of my favorite people of the story. Mortician Glenn Dennis. Oh, my gosh. I think I talk about Glenn Dennis, too. Glenn Dennis. Hopefully All right. don't step on my That's one of my dream jobs. One of your dream mad. jobs is to be a mortician. First off, you texted me and said, I think that I'm getting into Lindsay's territory here. Because they do kind of. They do kind of go. Yeah. Okay. So I would, um, my first dream job would be to do autopsies. And my second would be to do. To dress the dead bodies. Not really dress them, just like embalming. We could start our own mortician business. Can we? I don't sure. want to be part of that. The Tipsy Ghost <laughs> Funerals LLC. <laughs> No, thank you. You don't want to have a funeral home that has the word ghost in the name. <laughs> I think, <laughs> actually, I think this is brand new in the market. Like, we would have a niche. Tipsy <laughs> Ghost Funeral Services and Morticians, <laughs> LLC. It's got to be an LLC. Where we are drunkenly embalming your loved ones. Sarah <laughs> may not be a ghost. Yes. I'm painting their faces. I embalm. Sarah does the makeup. You are the people person. There we go. You comfort the families the whenever they come in. We're behind the scenes. 
You don't want us talking to the family. You do not want me talking to people. (laughs) I am a good people person. Mortician Glenn Dennis, on September 20th, 1989, four days before I was born, um, there was an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. I just realized that all of the old ones are on Amazon Prime, and I have been watching those. I love them. So, Unsolved Mysteries premiered this episode on September 20th, 1989, and it included Roswell and reports of all of the alien bodies captured by the army. Dennis is watching this episode. He calls the show's hotline, and he says, hey, I got knowledge about this. This sure sounds like evidence (laughs) to me, not like a conspiracy theory, but He reported that in 1947... He mm-hmm. received four or five calls from airbase with questions about preserving bodies mm. and about small or hermetically sealed caskets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A nurse also told him later that she had witnessed an alien autopsy. Dennis's mm-hmm. stories of alien autopsies were the first account to allege that alien corpses were in fact at the Roswell Army Air Base. Dun dun. Two years later, September 1991, he co-founded a UFO museum in Roswell and appeared in multiple documentaries sharing his story. But other UFOologists, including Randall, said that Dennis was one of the least credible witnesses because he changed his story, changed the name of the nurse once they proved that the nurse that he first gave the name of did not even exist. So he said, oh, her name is this instead. Fishy. It was me. And he waited 40 (laughs) years. So this happened in 1947. 1989 is when he was like, oh, yeah, hey, I remember this. This happened. So some prominent ufologists um, have become convinced that there were no aliens or alien spacecraft at all involved in the Roswell crash because of all of the conflicting stories. In 1992, Stanton Friedman, he released Crash at Corona, co-authored with Don Berliner. Berliner. Sure. Sure. All right, so the book introduced two new witnesses, or not two, sorry. The book introduced new witnesses and added to the narrative by doubling the number of flying saucers to two and the number of aliens to eight, two of which were said to have been survived and taken into custody by the government. They also, Randall and Schmidt, remember them? They authored another book called The Truth About the UFO Crash at Roswell, which included a claim that alien bodies were taken by cargo plane to be viewed by President Dwight D. Eisenhower. The Air Force, all of this is coming out. So they were ordered to conduct an internal investigation and then summarize what they found in two reports. So the first was released in 1994 and the second was in 1997. So the first report concluded that the material recovered in 1947 was likely debris from Project Mongol. The second report concluded that reports of recovered alien bodies were likely a combination of innocently transformed memories of accidents involving military casualties with memories of the recovery of anthropologists Pomorphic dummies and military programs. Did you say Project Mongol? Mogul. Mogul. I know it's Mogul because I talk about it too. <laughs> no, I know it is, but I that's really all Mongol. I said. No, so, I know it's okay. okay. They do cross over, and it. it's it's tough because the evidence is conspiracy. So right. So in 1995, kind of like how I talked about earlier, film footage uh, showing an alien autopsy was released, and it claimed to have been taken by a U.S. military official shortly after Roswell. The footage caused an international sensation when it aired on TV networks around the world. Ray Santilli, he's a London-based video entrepreneur. He's the one who released the footage. And in 2006, he admitted that the film was mostly a reconstruction, but claimed that it was based on genuine footage that has now been lost 
and that some original frames have survived and are out there somewhere. Do, 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 do. So he's claiming that he saw the footage, but he had to recreate it because now <laughs> it's lost. Well, I asked, I asked these two in a text, like, what should I do about the evidence? Because there's a bunch of gray lines about what is covered in evidence and what's covered in conspiracy theories, because they kind of go hand in hand, Mm -hmm. honestly. So I'm going to try to add to the conversation, but I feel like I might just be reiterating some of the things you guys have already said, but I'm going to go through it anyways. So even though people claim that there was actually no crash at UFO, sorry, even though people say that there was no UFO crash at Roswell, believers still firmly believe that it happened. And that it's been concealed by the government, as one of you had mentioned. Um, so B.D. Gildenberg, he stated that there were actually 11 reported alien recover sites. 11. Okay. Versus the one. Right. So I did watch a documentary about this. Okay. And it looked, <laughs> it was a, it was like, it was set in the 90s. And um, this guy looked like a cowboy. Um, and In everybody, Mexico, okay. everybody he interviewed also looked like cowboys and cowgirls. And, um, it was amazing. I liked it. It was a dollar 99 on prime. I could recommend it to you if you'd like to watch it. Okay. Um, but he did say that he thought that the spacecraft like basically touched down and then went a few more miles, touched down again, and then went a few more miles and then skip. eventually crashed near like some caves, which is where they found all the debris. Okay. So, anyhow, that's why they say that there's so many sites, because things, like, scattered every time they touched Like down. something fell off the ship each time. Yeah, exactly. So, again, as I think Lindsay mentioned, there is hundreds of people that were interviewed by researchers, but only a few people had claimed to see debris or actual aliens. And most people were just repeating what they had heard from other people. So right. it was, like, secondhand accounts. So, out of the 300 people that were actually interviewed, 41 were considered genuine or firsthand um, witnesses. Okay. And out of those individuals, only seven said anything to suggest otherworldly origins. So, really, they interviewed 300 people, but only seven people said, oh, yeah, it could totally be aliens. And the others were all like, weather balloon. Or secondhand accounts. Like, I heard from my friend that it totally happened. Gotcha. We've mentioned Major Jesse Marcel multiple mm-hmm. times. Um, he was the group intelligence officer, and he was dispatched to the scene initially. He got out with another person named Sheridan Cavett, but decided to go back to the site on his own to gather some of the debris. And then decided to show his own son on his way back, like, oh my god, look at this. Right. You can't, you're never going to believe what I saw. He was, his son was 10 years old, and his name was Jesse Jr., it's <laughs> a great name. <laughs> you know what would be great is if we name him myself, but Junior. I like that. I like that. Sarah Junior. Sarah Junior. <laughs> Why did you name your kid Ryan? What were you thinking? <laughs> Missed opportunity. <laughs> My next child that I'm not having shall be named Sarah Junior. Okay. That's fine. I love it. Okay. Jesse Junior. He described um, one of the objects as having hieroglyphics on it. Ooh. Like okay. Egyptian. Exactly. (gasps) That's exactly right. And of course, the army debunked it right away and said that this was from a weather balloon, which you've mentioned many times. It's a weather balloon. Who has hieroglyphics on a weather balloon? I mean, maybe GTFO. When they were decorating it, they were like, "What? You know, what would make this thing look cool? Let's just draw random things on it." (laughs) Egyptian hieroglyphics. (laughs) I'll give you that. (laughs) 
So it turns out years later in 1990, years. the US, USAF. USAF. I knew I had it in there somewhere. They came out and said that the debris was... Not actually from a weather balloon, but they swear <gasps> they weren't trying to cover it up. They said it was from a classified project, and you touched on this a little bit. It was from a classified project that flew microphones on high-altitude balloons so that sound waves generated by Soviet atomic bomb tests could be detected. Because this was like kind of during Cold War times. Guess what this project was called? Project Cold War. Um, project project We Hate Russia. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> You even talked about this. Yikes. Wow. (laughs) Lindsay hates Russia, not the rest of us. (laughs) No, that was the Cold War. It was the U.S. versus Russia. It was was a rough time. Um, Anyways, this Project Mogul between 1947 and 1949. As you mentioned, because I'm reiterating for the billionth time, Marcel was interviewed by a nuclear physicist named Friedman. Stanton. In 1978. Yeah. Marcel told Stan the Man that the government had ordered him to keep quiet. No, they wouldn't do that. There was no cover-up, remember? Mm. The government never hides anything. So Stan the Man decided to interview several other witnesses. You talked about his credibility a little bit, which is fine. Um, (laughs) Is it? (laughs) It's fine. And he also, you know, went on to write the book Roswell's Incident, which was a huge hit. Mm All right. So basically, though, the conclusion was that there was a huge cover-up by the government. A little bit more on false memory syndrome. Uh, The most common claim is that there were alien bodies found among the wreckage after a flying saucer crashed. Crashed. (laughs) It crashed. (laughs) All right. So back to false memories. False memory syndrome. Um, One incident was known as the Betty and Barney Hill incident. (gasps) From the Flintstones. (laughs) Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was going to do an episode about this, but that's okay. Oh, I don't even know about this. Tell me. Do you need to stop? No. 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 How much detail do you go into? Two sentences. Perfect. Okay. Um, In December 1963, Betty and her husband Barney went to a psychiatrist after Betty experienced recurring nightmares. Wait, so this is not about the Flintstones? It's not. (laughs) That's what I thought it was named. It's Barney Rubble, not Barney Hill. I know, but I was thinking Betty and Barney. That's all I was thinking about. Rubble. Bam, bam. No. On February 10th, 1964, an episode of the TV show Outer Limits aired. There are much more details to this story. I'm just going to give you a brief overview. We should do a story on it. You should. Okay. The episode featured an extraterrestrial with large wraparound eyes. Oh, yes. Okay. So 12 days later, during a hypnosis session, Barney told his (laughs) psychiatrist about egg being... With wraparound eyes. Okay. All right. So most modern psychiatrists agree that he experienced something called false memory syndrome. Yep. And that hypnosis can lead to confabulations. Which we talked about this with the Mandela effect. Yes, and it did. still makes me angry. I don't believe it. Confabulations are the production <laughs> of fabricated, distorted, or misinterpreted memories. In 2012, a slide deck was found that was su- supposedly had pictures of dead alien bodies. The owner of the slides sold them to a man in Mexico City named Jamie M- M- mm-hmm. Masson. Okay. I think that's right. Sure. They were taken to Mexico's National Forensic Institute, where researchers found 20 anomalies in the body that made it different from a human's. Okay. Including the extra large head, four sets of ribs instead of 12, 
the position of the eyes, and the fact that there was no pelvis. We have 12 ribs. Ten. Monty. <laughs> yes, we have 12. <laughs> no, that's a lot of ribs. I thought we had like eight. Eight? I thought we had four on each side. Stop. Wait, they go up all the way. I don't Stop. know. You guys, I Have stopped. you never seen a chest x-ray? Have you never touched your chest? Chest? <laughs> have you never like felt there, no, there are spaces seen, between I've never bones? seen a chest x-ray. Okay. And Fair. I've never counted my ribs. I don't know if that's a thing people do. Okay. There are more than four. Okay. There are definitely more than four. There's a lot. They go all the way up to here. Oh, I didn't know that. They protect your lungs. Your lungs are big. Okay. All right. Well, fun facts I learned. Especially your lungs. Your lungs are huge. <laughs> Those are so rude. It's <laughs> a good thing. That means they're healthy. <laughs> sure. I mean, small shrivel. Talk a lot. That's what that means. <laughs> Thank you, boys, and I got the insult the first time. Well, unfortunately, this was debunked. Womp womp. Um, it was discovered that the body in the picture was discovered in actually 1896 near Montezuma Castle in Arizona. So it was an alien from 1896? Well, they don't, you know how this goes. It's like, uh, but they say it was a child's body and that had been on display for years in a Colorado museum. So it's definitely interesting. So what are your takes on Roswell? Mm. I'm yeah. curious. I would love to know Lindsay. your take. <laughs> I feel like you guys know my take on this. I'm not a believer in it. I think it was a weather balloon. I think that people jumped to conspiracy theory to conspiracy theory, and it was all like hysteria. So you believe the, and the government conspiracy? I hold up. I believe the government does hide things from us. I totally 100%. would believe in a government conspiracy or in a government trying to cover this up. That part I can believe in. But the fact that they have not been able to find any reliable witnesses and that people waited 30 plus years before they started talking is weird to me. But there were people that talked and they were part of like military at the time and they were told to be quiet. <laughs> Which is interesting. So funny you say that. I saw a TikTok, I want to say <laughs> maybe a month ago, uh-huh. and it was an older gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, older. Like was an old was a young, just older. Sure, I'm with you. And he came on and he was, I don't, I, I couldn't find it, of course. Um, And I don't know the specifics, but I feel like he was saying that he was the son of one of the guys that Probably recovered the, Marcel. The, Marcel. Jesse Jr. That's what I was talking about. And he said that he wasn't allowed to say anything, yeah. but his dad came home and was like, this is going to be a big, a big thing later. And then later his actually. dad um, told him like, yeah, we can't talk about it until I die. So Which if it was a, <laughs> why did it, why all of a sudden in the seventies, was it an okay thing to talk about again? Because the people who were talking were people who well, were around about, then. Think about the 70s, yeah. though. There was, a, like, a big push for freedom. A lot of progression from yes, it was old rights versus new rights. I guess I just don't believe um, that it was a weather balloon. I think that based on the, the evidence and the, the materials that were used, it looked like a, a hastily put-together cover-up. Now, if it was aliens, I don't know. Is it? I don't believe it's a weather balloon, though. Sarah, what do you think? I totally do not think it was a weather balloon at all. I think it's a huge cover-up, personally. 
because how easy is it for them to be? They changed their status too. The government did multiple times. They initially said, oh, it's a flying disc. But now all of a sudden it's a weather balloon. And then they said, no, it's not a weather balloon, but it's this project mogul. Mm -hmm. And then they said it was like from these men being shot down in military airplanes. Like there's been a lot of. Talk about unreliable evidence. Exactly. Yeah. I think the government probably didn't know what it was. And so. Lindsay, they knew exactly what it was. I think (laughs) at the time they didn't know what it was. And so that's why the story kept changing. I think they're hiding a lot from us. That area was very well, like, observed. And. Sure. Right. They kept an eye on that area because during that time, we mentioned it was kind of Cold War times and and right on the heels of World War II. Right. And uh, Hiroshima. So everything was like really keeping an eye on the Soviet Union. And that's why they were conducting tests. And so that's they knew what exactly what was going on. I 100% believe that that was happening. They knew exactly what was going on. What are your thoughts about the whole alien body autopsies, all of that? Oh, I I 1,000% think that they have dead alien bodies. Same. I don't think they do. <laughs> that's where I... Because... I, 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 1,000%. And I think fine. that may be the only I believe that, that you they believe do. that. <laughs> but I, I think it's so easy for them to be like, no, 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 don't believe this. I mean, look at still like recent days. They're like, we're going to release all this information about unidentified yeah, flying objects. They- but... It's safe. Everything's safe. Well, how the fuck do you know it's safe if you don't know anything about UFOs? How are you going to say that? Yeah. So it's all it's all to make everybody feel calm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because obviously that is terrifying. Right. But also in a weird way, it's more terrifying to think that there's nobody out in this humongous, vast solar system times a billion and that we're alone. I think that that's more scary than thinking that there are people out there. But if you consider the bigger picture, like, so we're on Earth, right? And so everybody on Earth can come together and be a part of Earth. Sure. But we've got how many other planets in our solar system? Seven. How many other... um, I never know if we count Pluto or not. He's counted. You always count Pluto. (laughs) He's back in. He's part of the cool gang. Um, It's all about the little guy now. Yeah. He's here now. <laughs> Pluto! Hashtag Pluto forever. Hashtag Pluto forever. And then, so that's just our planets, but what about all the other solar systems like the out tiny, there? We're just tiny. We are tiny And we're drop. just the only that's what I'm beings saying. around. That is more terrifying to me than thinking that there are other people out there. Yeah. There has to be. And I really hope that there is because I, that freaks me the fuck out to think that we are the only people in this vast universe i think about this all the time mm-hmm. I, I this is why i hate space i love it and i hate it i, hate I love it. space knowledge and it also freaks me the fuck out i'm telling you also venus is the hottest planet <laughs> and pluto's back in <laughs> nobody believes me but it is i believe you <laughs> she's our sister planet and she's a raging bitch <laughs> where we're gonna end this i think yes, you I don't think, yes i don't know where there is no conclusion so there but, is no conclusion do, do you see what we're saying now i see a what you're bit saying more? no here's my thing i'm not saying that i've always said this from the beginning when we've started discussing all these things that i say i don't believe in there is the possibility for anything like we don't know so sure. i think of course with how vast the universe is obviously we don't know everything about it so i think there's a possibility for other life forms out there so why, i just why wouldn't they want to come here 
I don't think we have any evidence that, that they exist. I'm not saying that they don't. I'm saying we don't have the evidence for it. We do have evidence, but do you believe the evidence? I don't believe the evidence That's of Roswell with the alien bodies. The debris but you got to remember, that, like, in know. the 40s, though, too, evidence collection was a lot different than it, different than it is now. Sure. I, I would agree with that. I'm just saying I think there's a possibility. I have not seen any compelling evidence to convince me. Because you don't want to. But okay. I agree not because with that. I don't want to. <laughs> well, but what would you consider compelling? I don't know. There we go. What if somebody told you something that was totally true, but then the majority of people didn't actually believe it? And the government threatened them me. within their life, and they were like, you can't speak of this. It depends. First off, it depends on who tells me. Like, if it's someone I trust. What if I did? If I was like... If I, you saw it with your own eyes versus, like, you... Like, the false memories that everybody is saying that happened back then. Lindsay, you still don't believe in spirits and ghosts. I am more inclined <laughs> to believe in spirits and ghosts than aliens. All right. Well, anyways, what do you guys think about <laughs> ghost aliens? We want to know about aliens specifically because that's what the story pertains to. So tell us what you think about, I guess, Roswell is just like a speaking point. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. The evidence is there. It is highly disputed. But we also think there's likely a government cover-up somewhere in there. I think. I, I would agree with the government cover-up. Yeah. So chime in. Tell us what you think. Okay. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in this week. You can always find us at thetipsyghost.com or email us at thetipsyghost at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Please give us a five-star rating and a great review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it, and it really does help. Yes, it does. Thanks so much for tuning in this week, guys. We will catch you guys next week. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.